So, a little confession. I know WWJD, what would Jesus do, is a popular refrain among many faithful Christians, but I have to admit, it doesn't always work for me. And I got some insight on this, like I often do, through watching stand-up comedy. I think comics are some of the wisest social commentators that we have. Kathleen Mulligan is a comic who takes some of her material from being of Irish Catholic descent. And this is what she says. She compares Catholics with Christians. And she says, Christians have a direct relationship with Jesus. And they speak of it like that. They say, you know what? Me and Jesus have a direct relationship. I love Jesus. Jesus loves me. And I think, you guys go straight to Jesus? She says, I went to Catholic school. I was given a laundry list of people to contact before I contacted Jesus. Because otherwise, I'm bothering Jesus. She says, the nuns said, you are going to call these people, Kathleen, before you bother Jesus. You have a guardian angel. He's got nothing to do 24-7 than to watch over you. You could start with him. If he's busy... You could ask the patron saint of the activity you are upset about. Every single saint has an assignment. You could speak to Jesus' mother if you'd like. You could call Mary. You could give her a shout. But you are not to bother Jesus. Of course, not being Catholic, I do say bother Jesus all you like. But... I think that we lost something as Protestants when we diverged from our Catholic siblings and left these saints behind. Paul commends them to us, all the saints. And I think this helps us imagine putting on this armor of God. Let me explain. A friend of mine in seminary said that in hard times, we could imagine we are living our lives with a saint alongside us for a friend. When we make hard choices, instead of WWJD, what would Jesus do? We could imagine, for example, what would St. Lucia do? What would St. Francis of Assisi do? Can you channel the bravery of Joan of Arc? What would she do? Today, you might think of St. Florian, whose motto is that not even the ocean can drown your soul. There is a saint for everything. Can you imagine living like a saint, putting on their armor? Are there saints whose struggles are similar to yours? Did they fight epic battles between good and evil that feel more like the ones you're fighting? Did they have to stand up against family members who rejected them? Did they have to struggle with self-doubt? Did they have to stand up against empires that tried to treat them as nothing more than objects? Were they only valued as a commodity and not as a human being? Were they seen as an obstacle to the direction the government was heading? Were they the one voice shouting out for peace when war was encroaching? I met with a group of young people on Friday and they told me that one of their coping skills when things were hard at school was acting as if they were a character they were familiar with. And I think this is very similar to living alongside a a saint, you imagine. You act out the part of someone you know is braver than yourself, 
But the miracle is that after acting that way for a time, it becomes a part of you, and you do become as brave as that character. Your bravery becomes more natural, and it becomes real. So just like this metaphorical armor we can put on, you can put on someone else's strength or courage or wisdom to enter your own battles against whatever is assailing you. Today we face down a tropical storm, and so it seems even more obvious that God's creation is to make order out of chaos as the wind blows and limbs come down. And as we also continue to stand against this pandemic, for which the current refrain is again red zone and spike, we have our own worries and our battles. Can we stand alongside God who seeks to bring order out of chaos and healing out of illness? Can we create a community of humility and nonviolence? The irony is that while Paul is doing all of this imagery about, I think, what a Roman soldier would have looked like with the helmet and the shield and the armor and these sandals, all of these things that his enemies would have worn, but he's talking about something metaphorical. He's talking about battling against the spirit of evil. And he was incredibly nonviolent as he was in chains. Jesus offered us a message of nonviolence, but we borrow the language of a battle. Tomorrow we will pick up those branches and try to return our small pieces of creation to their rightful order. We will try to stand strong against these forces of destruction. Stand firm in the Lord. Stay strong. I want to close with one story, and I think if you have time later this week, you could search for these stories yourself. There was a village in France that sheltered 5,000 people, almost all of them children from the Nazis after they invaded. Facing history explains through the testimonies of those who were saved by what is called the righteous among the nations, the Christians who saved Jews from the persecution. They went to this text in Ephesians where the Apostle Paul explains that all of us, all of us who are Gentiles are enfolded into God's original covenant with God's chosen people who were the Israelites. Their pastor preached a message saying, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Go practice it. And all of the people of his congregation sheltered, welcomed in and sheltered children and saved them from the Nazis. They all worked together so that when there were raids, they hid the children in the woods. And if you search for the righteous among the nations, you will see testimonies of people describing what it was like to be a child in that village and to be saved. The wife of the pastor, Magda Trocme, reflected on her choices years after the war, and she said, when people read this story, I want them to know that I tried to open my door. I tried to tell people, come in, come in. In the end, I would like to say to people, remember that in your life, 
There will be lots of circumstances where you will need a kind of courage, a kind of decision on your own, not about other people, but about yourself. I would not say more. I think under her words, I hear that this kind of courage, this decision she's making about herself, is just like picking up that shield, putting on that armor, making herself strong enough to put her own life on the line for these children. Can you live alongside those who are the righteous among the nations? Can you live alongside someone who would trust so completely in God's way that they would fear no other empire, no other power at all? Let us abide in Jesus Christ. Amen.